0: Well, hello, Candy,
1: and hello, Jamie.
0: Here we are yet again, uh, podcast number seven
1: hundred and forty-six. Is it an approximate amount?
0: Just, just made that up. Yeah. So we just uh, listened, oh. opened up with Shania Twain.
1: You did. Yeah,
0: that song. It don't you don't impress me much, which is going to cover the theme today. Mm-hmm about the pharisees and jesus and he's talking to the pharisees in matthew chapter 22 and the pharisees are very much impressing all the people but not jesus so we're going to talk a little bit about that Mm. okay then so okay you ready already let's get on with the show so matthew (laughs) oh Oh, hang on it's not matthew well it is matthew but it's monday 18102021 (laughs) The tree is full of bats, and the morning clouds are low on the mountain.
1: <laughs> I thought you were starting with a Bible verse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, this is the Bible according to Jamie.
0: Yeah. Well, all those little berries have all ripened up so much, and and the bats are just having a feast. So, um, a lot of noise, and I think we talked about that last week, but they're just, uh, in the, the time we're doing this podcast now, that... I think most of the fruit's fallen on the ground and the bats are not, there's not as many. All right, so the religious leaders, this is the devotions for the week, and this is my interpretation of what I'm reading from the book of Matthew. Matthew. And Matthew and the religious leaders are questioning Jesus to make a fool of him amongst his followers and the crowds. And they're trying to trap him with words where he can be arrested, where well, they want to arrest him. And I like all Jesus' responses, especially when they ask him if they should pay t- if he should pay taxes, you know, and if they should pay taxes to the Romans. And so it says in Matthew 28, 18 to 21, Jesus knew the malice that was hidden behind their cunning ploy, and he said...
1: <laughs> cunning plan.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Why are you testing me? <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Yes. You um. imposters. <laughs> who think you have all the answers, just like that song. Show me one of the Roman coins. So they brought him a silver coin used to pay the tax. Now, tell me whose head is on this coin and whose inscription is stamped on it. Caesar's, they replied. They use that voice because they're important people.
1: Uh, yeah, and that accent too because they were Aussie.
0: They were Australian Romans. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I've lost my spot, they are precisely for the coin bears the image of the Emperor Caesar. Well then, you should pay the Emperor what is due to the Emperor, but because you bear the image of God, give back to God all that belongs to him. What a great answer.
1: Absolutely.
0: They ask him more questions and they're baffled with his every answer until he gives them a question they can't answer. Jesus asks them, what do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? Jesus says. The leaders are made to look foolish, so they stop and they dare not question him any more. So um, on the topic of questions, Candy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've been inundated with questions for our podcasts, <laughs> so we've decided to add a new segment: Uh-oh. Questions with Candy.
1: Oh, well, there you go. That sounds interesting. What's it about?
0: Well, we're on a bit of a time. I want to get through the whole week, so i we have only had time for one question this week. So here we go. I'll announce it with, and now it's time for, questions with, with Candy.
1: Oh, I nice. And this is, a, this is a time where Candy gets to answer, answer a question. Yes. <laughs> I feel like Bob and Larry out of VeggieTales. <laughs> yeah
0: so the one question this week i was curious about the thief being the pharisees i haven't heard that before uh please can you share more about that so candy away you go
1: oh okay yeah so that's actually pertaining to i believe because the chapter and stuff's not there is when we were talking last week about john chapter 10 mm. 10 and the main verse being um, John ten ten, the faith comes to steal kill and destroy but I have come that, I might, that you might have life and life more full and it's preached quite often that that's Satan the faith is Satan but if you read back it maybe the faith is actually somebody else and I've um, looked into it and it seems to be Jesus is actually talking to the Pharisees because he goes back If you read back from chapter 9, it's talking about how Jesus healed the blind man and the Pharisees were horrible to the blind man and kicked him out of the synagogue Mm -hmm. and called him a sinner. And then Jesus comes along and he brings him into his fold and accepts him and looks after him. So he's healed him and he's accepted him and he's looked after him. And that also, um, if you look back... In the Old Testament, the same kind of thing happens in Ezekiel, it's chapter 34. And he talks about, um, he's talking to, God is talking to the leaders of the time. So it wasn't the Pharisees, but the leaders of the time. I don't know if they were the Pharisees or not, actually. But um, how they're the shepherds, and they're not looking after their flocks. They're looking after themselves. They're not healing them, and they're not um, catering for them. They're just um just looking after themselves mm. and then god says in ezekiel that he's going to come and he's going to look after his sheep mm. and so there's that parallel there already of the shepherds and the sheep and how the leaders of the time are not look, doing what they're supposed to be doing and then if you get then you get back to john i'm sorry if i'm taking too much time No, no, no. good. Yeah. so then you get back to john um, chapter 10 and it, it talks jesus talks about how he is the door or the gate yes and that and um, the person who climbs over the wall to get in is the thief and um so i looked up i got my strong's concordance out because i love looking words up so i looked up what thief was in the greek and this is, pertains directly to that verse and it says that Um, (laughs) that it is used literally and metaphorically for false teachers Um, and it's warning the local church that the leadership are merely um, looking after themselves in their own profession and um, so that's what the strong concordance says but if we go on and just have a look at John verse 1 Mm -hmm. It says that, you know, Jesus is the gate and, you know, and the faith comes in um, through that. So they haven't come in through Jesus. They're looking at the sheep and they haven't come through Jesus and Jesus is the only way. in. so they're saying to the sheep, we can come in through a different way. And so that's, um, I believe, it's actually the Pharisees that Jesus is actually talking about there.
0: Excellent. Because,
1: yes, yes, Satan is a thief, but in this point, he's not... Jesus doesn't just jump around in different subjects. He wants to make things plain to us. So he's all the way. He's talking about the Pharisees, like you were talking before. He's talking about the Pharisees, Pharisees, Pharisees. Verse 10, the thief is the one who's come into the sheepfold to steal, kill, and destroy. So they're not looking after themselves. They're looking... Oh, sorry. They're not looking after the sheep. They're looking after themselves and... They don't even accept a blind man who's can see now. Hmm. So um, I believe that's that's Fantastic. the end of my story. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Well, thanks for sharing that. That's really that's really good because it's it um, it sort of sets up.
1: Oh, can I just say one more thing? Yes, like, please.
0: Well, I, I'm just saying I, you're setting yeah. up for the rest of the talk that that um, what I was looking at every morning.
1: Yeah. No, that's cool. But I just wanted to add, like, I looked it all up and stuff, and one. Thing said. So, why does the thief equals Satan um, be heard from lots of pulpits? And it says, I suggest the reason is many pastors sometimes interpret decisions based on oral tradition rather than based on research. We often succumb to the temptation to repeat slogans and interpretations that we have heard instead of studying, consulting careful biblical scholarship and i think that happens with lots of verses and so that's why i like investigating stuff so thanks for the question and back to you jamie
0: all right thank you candy that was that that was very thorough i loved it and uh if i could think of a really good slogan to say now that i've heard i'd say it but uh, i've gone a bit blank Uh, (laughs) sounds good to me might be something i can just uh, drop in there such fun (laughs) thank you uh, Continuing on, so the end of Monday, before I got into Tuesday, I am led to think of the questions Jesus has asked me over my life. I nearly said asked, like Uncle Harry. Oh. And I, I know lots of people that say asked, and I say ask because I think it was just the school I'm into. Hmm. But yeah, it's a different way of saying it. So
1: hmm.
0: Jesus has asked... It would be
1: nice to see them,
0: wouldn't it? It would be. <laughs> asked over my life. So the questions that Jesus asked me, asked me have been loaded questions because I'm already thinking of the answer. It's like Jesus asks me a question, and I've been mulling over the answer for, for ages. And then when he asks it,
1: asks it, <laughs> you're getting tongue tied over that little word. I,
0: I am, and it's like it's ba-bong. There it is. Yeah, ba-bong. No, it's not that. That's it's it's right there in front of me. So, Jesus questions me with, has questioned me with love and kindness and with his best intentions for me because he is the great shepherd, like you said.
1: Dun, 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 dun.
0: So, I won't go into the questions Jesus has asked me over my life. I'll go into Tuesday, 19102021. It's getting lighter in the mornings.
1: Yay! That means we can get up and do stuff.
0: Yes, and we do. Jesus instructs his disciples about the Pharisees, and he tells them, So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Mm. And that's what you were saying, Kenny.
1: Yeah, it's sad, hey.
0: Jesus says they are actors, that they're putting on a performance that the people will think, so the people will think they are glorious and amazing. The truth is, they make rules that even they can't follow. They, are, they use illusions of performance that lead people to believe they must earn their way to salvation. They leave people feeling hopeless when they don't measure up to their unobtainable lifestyle.
1: Isn't that horrible? It is. Because that's so not what Jesus wants.
0: And you know what I wrote? I wrote, sometimes I think social media does this to people.
1: Okay, continue.
0: Um, and I just explained that it shows mm-hmm. the best of people's lives. And I've looked at it over the years and it's made me feel like my life's boring and (laughs) that I don't measure up or that I'm missing out. I feel like I'm missing out. Look, they're doing all that fun stuff
1: and look at me. Just anyway. We do lots of fun stuff.
0: That was just a thought. Like
1: podcasts, for instance.
0: (laughs) We do. So Jesus is breaking down the illusion that the Pharisees display and he tells the common people what their lives are really like. Jesus calls the Pharisees blind guides. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees! You hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices—mint, dill, and cumin. You even have—but ne- you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Mm. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. Okay, so he's he's hopping right into the Pharisees. Wednesday, two o one zero two o two one. Big headache and tired. Maybe dehydrated. Drink lots of water, Jamie. Job interview today and footy tonight. Drink water. I just had a coffee.
1: Ah. Yeah, <laughs> coffee has water in it.
0: Plans to go to Melbourne for Christmas. Yay! Security, all right. Excited. Security. Yeah, like security. security.
1: Go to Melbourne. Security. It's like. Oh, it's oh. like you know when alarm, pulls, bells go yeah, alarm bells go off, like yeah. on Monsters Inc. Where they get a sock on them and yeah. they jump on them. That's it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, Don't fun. even have those thoughts uh so will it happen i wrote well yes we want it to happen so see family so matthew records jesus words towards the pharisees so we're still on the pharisees the passion translates over and over jesus saying great sorrow awaits great sorrow awaits you religious scholars and pharisees frauds and imposters there you go candy there's some of you some words that talk about them coming in getting Mm. jumping over the fence instead of coming Mm. from the door you are like one who will only wipe clean the outside of a cup or bowl, leaving the inside filthy. You are mm. foolish to ignore the greed and self indulgence that live like germs within you. You are blind to your evil. Shouldn't the one who cleans the outside also be concerned with cleaning the inside? You need to have more than clean dishes, you need clean hearts. And that was from Matthew 23 25 to 26. Clean hearts is what Jesus creates within us. I rate candy. Keith Green sang it.
1: Oh, I love that song. That's actually my go-to song when I um, I need a song. Yeah, in my head. Yeah. It, David prayed really for good. one
0: after he killed a man and stole his wife. We all have sinned and gone astray.
1: Ba-ba-do-ba-ba. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> <thanks> Sorry. <laughs>
0: Mrs. Colin. Uh, Don't call me that. <laughs> But these leaders live as if they have no sin. They deny doing anything wrong. I think they actually believe this. They believe the Messiah will be like them and congratulate them for their great effort. They don't need salvation from this commoner called Jesus. They can't even see their evil hearts. They're blind to evil, Jesus said. And then Jesus exposes them to the truth. So the disciples must be shocked as Jesus exposes the Pharisees but embraces the people that know they are guilty of doing wrong. As Christians, at times, we are all Pharisees being healed. Graham Cook said that. And I thought.
1: I thought that was you.
0: Oh, I said that then, yes. That's true. (laughs) But I'm repeating what he said.
1: Uh
0: Just like uh, earlier. But I do believe that. I think of times Mm. where, you know, I'm saying, oh, you should have. And I've done the exact same thing. You know, when they say there's you point one finger and the rest are pointing back at you and that sort of thing. So I had this thought what if the more holy we become, the cleaner our hearts, the more opportunity we have to become judgmental of others and their faults? And sometimes I think, like, I would never do that, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) something. Now, have so then, so then, we are becoming holy because Jesus is is, uh, making us like himself. That's what he said. He's, he's making us holy so sin has been eradicated from our lives not all but it has and so i wrote there now we have been elevated to the position of giving grace how often i have failed but i continue to get opportunities to practice
1: yeah yeah
0: hmm
1: it's funny how things stick in your head because we've just read the um reckless grace book by um bill and brett and and things keep coming up and you go oh hold on no i need to give grace to this person yeah
0: yeah yes Mm. it's like jesus has removed all this sin from my life but more keeps on turning up (laughs) then i remember when paul asked jesus to take a sin out of his life The the extraordinary level he said of the revelations i've received is no reason for anyone to exalt me For this is why a thorn in my flesh was given to me, the adversary's messenger, sent to harass me, keeping me from becoming arrogant. But he answered me, My grace is always more than enough for you, and my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses, for when I am weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. And that's from 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 9. So, yeah, I was thinking that um, that whole thing about becoming more righteous because Christ is doing that in our lives, making us more like himself. And there's the opportunity to, to become more judgmental. And and I guess these Pharisees are doing that because they've put a lot of work into studying the law. They, they've done their own salvation trip. Um, think about that mighty power working in us when we feel weak from doing wrong. It keeps me humble to realise the good fruit that comes from my life is Christ living and working in me.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So Paul was once a Pharisee he knew the arrogance that these people experienced, exalting themselves with stinking pride. Most people can see it a mile away, just like that song we started with. But, but we're often blind to our own attitudes. To know I have fallen short of God's standards is a blessing then. This is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the people that know they need salvation. And that's who the Pharisees weren't. Mm -hmm. But I know this because I've been the prodigal son. And during this time it allowed my Heavenly Father to run to me and embrace me when I was at my worst. And so I'll never forget that love and this love that God has, has brought to me. So now I work to give away the same grace that ran towards me when I was at my worst. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, you're excused. Thursday two one one zero two oh two one.
1: Ooh, Thursday. Mm. Ooh, how were you feeling after your amazing footy? Oh yes, yes, I was feeling quite good. Yes, we <laughs> You sound we, like Adrian then. <laughs> oh,
0: well, we got smashed again. It was thirty something to eighty something and we're going to have to teach the girls to kick more goals because they get the girls get nine points for a goal and then the guys only get th- six points.
1: Three six points. Three six, which is the same. <laughs> it's it's <not>. nine. <laughs> uh, <so> the, <laughs> yes, Jamie. The so you know, one. like
0: the really smart people <laughs> have got a a girl up the front and they handball it to her. And she kicks the goals. Brilliant. We haven't got that smart yet, but we're going into training starting tomorrow, and um, <laughs> we've got a former Melbourne AFL player training us, and he's. Uh, quite competitive, so he wants to see us do better. So, um, so here we go. Good hope. So, the whole chapter is Jesus speaking to the disciples and the crowd, and the religious scholars and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat as the authorised interpreters of the law, so Jesus says, listen and follow what they teach, but don't do what they do, for they tell you one thing and do another, which we started with. He calls the spiritual leaders that shepherd the nation harsh names like frauds and pretenders. You blind guides, he says. Frauds and imposters.
1: (laughs) What does that remind you of?
0: Snakes in the grass. I'm thinking of the three amigos.
1: (laughs) What did they say?
0: (laughs) You son of a motherless goat.
1: <laughs> so if steve martin was there that's what he'd be
0: oh, saying <laughs> that would fit in beautifully here the offspring of poisonous vipers jesus says
1: oh i wasn't sure yeah. if that was yeah. steve oh, or Oh, i would loved or to jesus. hear steve martin
0: say these things to the pharisees uh he gives a mandate for those who wish to be the greatest <laughs> the greatest among you will be the one who always serves others remember this yeah. if you have a lofty opinion of yourself and seek to be honored you will be humbled. But if you have a modest opinion of yourself and choose to humble yourself, you will be honoured. Readjust your values and place first things first, Jesus tells the leaders. He says the judgment of the blood of all the prophets will fall on this generation. He's referring to, and I there, is he referring to all their sin being loaded onto him? Because it goes into quite a detail. He says the judgment of the blood of all the prophets will fall on this generation jesus says you know to the the pharisees and i I just wondered if he was mm, if to read into that a bit more see what you think and jesus says i will send more prophets wise men and teachers of truth but you will abuse them and crucify them so even after jesus has been crucified more prophets and wise men and teachers still come even today and jesus finishes with sorrow for the city of Jerusalem. Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you are the city that murders your prophets. You are the city that stones the very messengers messengers who were sent to deliver you. So many times I have longed to gather a wayward people, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. I think this is what you were saying about uh, a shepherd. But you were too stubborn to let me. Matthew yeah. 23, 37. So they are arrogant and stubborn. These Pharisees—they—they think they've got—they've got it all worked out. Friday, last day of the week. Two two one zero two o two one. It was a warm night, and the humidity is high. (sighs) The tree is full of bats, and the berries are ripe. (laughs) Sounds like the introduction to a good story.
1: Sounds like an introduction to a story. Yes.
0: Okay. Well then. (laughs)
1: we might get a good one one day yeah (laughs) we've started a good story Mm. i mean reading a good story how's your story going there yeah all right Mm. i need to yep okay continue
0: okay so matthew 23 is a clash of two kingdoms where jesus exposes the current religious leaders and their inability to care for the people of the nation they need help they need salvation but they are actors that are too proud to accept it. This makes me think of times. It makes me think of times I've been offered help, and not accepted it. I don't trust because I have been let down. So I need to do this by myself. And I think Jeff was talking about that in church today. He's talking about relationships and about how we um, we need. I'll get I'll get I'll get into interdependence um, at. At times, my independence comes at a cost, stubbornness. I have had to learn to let God help me. This comes with practice. Small challenges of trust led to greater ones, and I learned that interdependence is being able to accept help without considering it as a weakness, and that the Holy Spirit is always offering me help. And He generally Does that by bringing people across my path that will help me. He wants to do to do the biggest part of helping me because that's his plan. So unlike those religious leaders of the time, Jesus is teaching his disciples how to relate to God, his loving Father. What does this relationship look like? The Father put us. I I heard Graham say this, and I I need to hear it more and more. The Father put us into Jesus, so He could reveal to us through His Spirit the love that the father has towards his son and then he put jesus into us so we can give this love to one another and that's john 14 20 yeah i love it on that day you will know that i am in the father he is in me and i am in you the perfect relationship yeah. I've had to learn to trust God and work with the Helper to be able to grow. The Holy Spirit continues to guide me into a deeper relationship with Christ to my inheritance, to reflect the image of Jesus. And I just remember a scripture from Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's masterpiece. He has cre- created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago
1: okay so what's the take tonight what should we take away from all those amazing words that you've been talking about tonight
0: son of a motherless goat
1: (laughs) okay excellent
0: (laughs) (laughs) i i guess um i guess what you said in in that we to study the scriptures and maybe we won't get it right the first time but to to listen to what god is saying to us because we all interpret the scriptures differently And then to take that interpretation and talk amongst each other and talk with one another and get a big picture of what god is saying to me to you to us to the church what is the kingdom message for us all and i think
1: and what is that jane
0: oh to so we were created to reflect the image of god Mm. Uh, primary purpose uh, Genesis 126 yeah. we were made in God's image yeah and in his image we should um, that's how we should look and last week we talked about um, marrying Jesus as a bride and Jesus is the groom I stuffed up a bit there I said Jesus was a bride at one stage but uh, yeah I just think uh, to to be a fo- to follow people is good but to always question mm. and and find out for yourself.
1: Yeah. yeah. What what
0: is God saying to us?
1: I I think we both do that. Like your favourite is Graham and my favourite is Bill and I think even when we hear stuff from them, we look at Well what's like you would say, like okay, Graeme's saying this. What does Bill say about that? And then what do we think about that? And then we investigate it more yeah. when when something gets triggered in our hands. And mm. I really like that because, I like, I've got my big concordance here. I <laughs> that, love that investigating so, that stuff. That is
0: so big, that concordance. It must weigh <laughs> about five kilos or more. <laughs> and it uh, takes up the whole table. Um, yeah. and, the, and, and I think also there's all the... You've got all, we've got all the different translations these days too and I read a lot from The Passion, I like that but mm. I check on the mess um, the message and I like looking, I like the NLT, yeah. that's probably my go-to. Mm. NIV was the original, uh, or oh, King James was but... Um,
1: NIV is my favourite.
0: Mm, yeah, so yeah, I think the take on it today is uh, stick close to God, uh, listen nice. to what he says to you and me and then um, talk about it with others.
1: Yeah, and look after people.
0: Look after people. Yeah. well that's all we've got time for today Candy and thanks for your new segment Questions with Candy <laughs> so uh, it's goodbye from me
1: and goodbye from me